Hello, welcome to Alter to the Muse. This is episode 16. I'm Josh. And I'm Angie. And this episode is called Being Parents. So as most people know who know Josh and myself, we are parents to two teenage girls. Uh, Our oldest daughter, Isabella, turned 19 this week, and our youngest uh, daughter is 17. And so we've at least navigated the infant to teenage years of parenting, which feels like the big chunk <laughs> of parenting growth. And, and as creative individuals, we have always placed creativity like first and foremost in our own children's lives. And so we thought we should talk a little bit about what we've done to foster creativity um, and some things that we've learned and our opinions about (laughs) that whole process as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically, basically from the beginnings of our children's lives, and I suppose even before they were born, I mean, there's a whole aspect of, um, of naming our children that, uh, was I think kind of a creative thing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, our 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 younger daughter Alessia's name is um, kind of made up in a way. It, it was based off of an Italian name. Yeah. So the name Alessia with an A, it's usually spelled one A, one L, um, and I think two S's, um, is a pretty common Italian name. And when we were in Sicily. Uh, Alessia was like, "Wow, my name is everywhere. It's just spelled wrong." <laughs> and um, and when we 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 spelled it a, a little bit differently, um, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and um, we were using um, the, the 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 name Elvish name for Aragorn, Elisar. Uh, we thought that was a really cool name, but we wanted it to be feminine, and so we. Yeah, we it. hybrided the name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of like like where and 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 <laughs> and we've been paying the price for that creativity ever since. The poor kid, <laughs> she has to explain that name every single place she yeah, goes. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It looks strange. People are like, how do you say that? And so anyway, so we you know we we started out with the idea that um, we're creative people and we wanted our children to have interesting names. Right, right. And Isabella, I guess, fair enough to say that, I mean, I just always enjoyed the name Isabella. I wanted to name, to use Italian names um, to honor my Italian ancestry. And I always loved the name Isabella. Yeah. But I really, it really comes from the actress Isabella Rossellini. I just loved (laughs) her name. She's the daughter of Ingrid Bergman. and I, that's really where her name comes from. So it wasn't as much of a creative brainstorm, but it did have some thought behind it, right? And so when you're naming your kids, right, when people name their kids, um, it's a creative act. Yes, absolutely. You know, like you're 100%. thinking about this, and, and most people put a little thought into it and try to come up with a name that means something to them. And it's, I mean, gosh, is it any different than titling a piece or titling? I mean, it's different because it's a human being who's going to have to carry that forever, but, or unless they change it. But it's kind of like that process. It, it is kind of like that. It's, um, and I, I, I think our kids are our most um, precious creation. So, um, absolutely. That 
that being said, we wanted to make sure that um, to the best of our ability, we gave them the kind of childhood that allowed them to figure out, you know, who they are and really foster their uniqueness and their uh, innate abilities to create. Right. And uh, that began, you know, as soon as they were born um, as infants, um, some of the things that we did, um, you know, dealing with, um, I, I guess we could start with, uh, you know, the environment mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we always had studios where we live. And so there's, they even in the, the even when we were wearing them in the little <laughs> slings, you know, I, I have vivid memories of, of you like making paper with, <laughs> with our daughters in there. In oh, <laughs> I had, I can remember making paper with a baby in the sling and a kid in the backpack. Yeah. Like I did that a lot. Uh, I, I feel like my, my young mom days were all about how do I balance the babies with the art. And I had kids in backpacks a lot, especially Isabella, I think, because I, I made paper a little bit more frequently when she was a baby than when I had two babies. <laughs> but um, I put her in the backpack. And she thought that was, I mean, I mean, that's kind of fun. There's mom, like, splashing in Nevada water. She was kind of interested, but I think she also wanted to go in the tub, so sometimes... And and sometimes... <laughs> and, and this is where, this is what we're talking about, is that um, that 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 desire that human desire to get your hands messy and and really feel the materials that you're working with um you know is isabella really really wanted that and mm -hmm. we we made sure that she had access to that that yeah. there were i'm certain plenty of times that she was splashing around in the paper pulp um <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I used to do was I would make paper. Um, you know, I'm thinking when both of the girls were maybe a little older, and I wanted to get some studio time, and they saw me splashing around in a tub of water. So I'd put a, another tub on the floor, you know, with just a little bit of water, and I'd put, like, towels and stuff down. I had an art studio, so it was fine. Yeah. They could get messy. And I let them splash, too. And right. they would put toys in this tub of water. I mean, they I could get away with quite a bit of time of making art if I did if I did things like that. So I constantly thought of how do I let them do something messy like this? Like I'm doing something messy so that I can do what I want to do. And so sometimes it would be a tub of water. I made so much homemade Play-Doh <laughs> when they were little and I would just let, you know, the the Kool-Aid and and flour and oil combination yeah. and they would play with that. Um any number of things. I usually had like a few things in a row. So, cause you know, one thing gets boring and you have right. to swap that out, put something else down. I did that a lot. So anyways, th our daughters grew up watching us do all kinds of creative things. Yeah. So they might have a, a great advantage <laughs> in that way, I'd say. Yeah. And I, like, I know, I know that I would play, I played guitar you know, in common spaces. Yeah, when they were in the womb. <laughs> yeah, I was playing guitar to them, played guitar to them. You know, they might wake up in the in the night and they, they need to nurse. And and 
I, I know, I know that I wrote and composed pieces in the room while to help put them to sleep, just playing nylon string guitar music. And I have my sheet music has all kinds of little drawings um, on pages that, it, you know, it would be out and I'd be playing and, and Isabella or Alessia would grab a pencil and they would be they would be new lyrics written in, but they, you know, there were these little pictures of, you know, or, uh, or new notes drawn in or colored things. And, um, and that was never, you know, obviously it'd be like, well, this isn't really what you're supposed to draw on. So we would, you would give them something they can draw on. You know, if, if you don't, if you're not willing to let them destroy your, your sheet music or your, <laughs> your your fine books or that kind of thing. Make sure that you have something on hand that you can give them as the right. alternative because their desire to participate with you is is really strong and needs to be fostered. Right. And we had, like, they used to have toy instruments. I mean, oh, even yeah. if they were the kind of chintzy plastic things, yeah. honestly, but yeah. they at least had the feeling that they were doing what dad was doing or... Uh, you know, and I yep. feel like that is such an important concept to foster creativity as a parent is how are you including the kids? So it's not like this is my special creative time and now you got to go away. It's right. like, okay, this is what we do because we're creative people. Right. Um, and so here's how you can do it too. And so that's always been important. And that and that followed outside of the studio. It followed into the into the kitchen. <laughs> it followed into, into you know... Um, Laundry, maybe less so now than when they were <laughs> Seems little. Seems like that's um, faded away. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, we got to bring creative laundry folding back. <laughs> yeah, into the into the into the game. But uh, but you know, they would. I, I know, like we have these epic stories that the kids tell about the black bean brownies that. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, that was another thing I would do when when we were cooking is I would let them stir things, um, and so yeah. I had a recipe for black bean brownies, which was literally smooshing up black beans and adding that to like flour and sugar and chocolate. <laughs> and I would let the girls mash and stir. And <laughs> I, again, I had lots of like towels and sheets. Actually, for this one, I had a sheet. I would just lay the sheet down in the kitchen, put the pot on the floor, and be like, here, mash this up for me. Oh my goodness. That was a lot of fun for them you know and yeah. you know what maybe i didn't do it every single day but i did it enough um so that they felt like they were participating in it yeah and now i mean i i would say that because because we allowed the kitchen to be a place where they could experiment and they could participate they're both really really good cooks yeah <laughs> Actually, they could be my personal chefs. I could retire and they could just cook for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and, it, and it is a real blessing because we can say, hey, you know, because sometimes we'll get in, into a task, you know, and we'll be doing stuff and we'll be like, hey, girls, could you guys make dinner tonight? And they will and it'll be an outstanding meal and it'll mm -hmm. be something that um, is is really delicious and totally healthy and um and I know when we make sauce, like spaghetti sauces and stuff, even like Isabella's our tester. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She has to pass the Isabella taste test. You know, she'll come <laughs> out and she needs, and then she goes and gets what it needs and drops it in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. So I guess, the, I guess the important thing is that we never feared 
them making a mess. Like as long as it was something that could get cleaned up, I didn't worry too much about um, if they would make a mess doing it. And right. so that meant cooking, that meant working in the studio. I, I mean, we've renovated three houses. <laughs> we're in our third home. And every home we buy, we've like repainted all the walls and ripped out the carpet and pulled down the wallpaper. And I've let the kids paint. Like, is, you know, if they could paint in the section that they could reach, that was fine with me. Yep. Um, and if I had to touch up what they did, that's fine too. And so yep. I've always thought, like, how can I include the kids in this in a way that doesn't overwhelm me, but helps them to feel like they're a part of this process. Right, right. And so, um, so that, that is like from the get-go, you know, from the start, that, that was a, a guiding, guiding force. There are some things that are frankly dangerous. And so I didn't have the kids like mowing the lawn <laughs> with me. Um, you know, we had conversations about that and I have a family history around lawn mowers. <laughs> so we, um, so we make sure that, that they were, you know, that those, that those kinds of things, things that were, you know, obviously dangerous, you don't play with a chainsaw, you know, kind of things. Um, that they that the kids understood, but you know I used to make biodiesel in the in the basement of our first home, and I drove my you know VW Jetta over a hundred thousand miles on fuel I made in the basement, and I remember the girls coming down and sitting on the steps, watching me make biodiesel, and and I, I it was Alessia I think said said. Dad, when I'm older, I'm going to make my biodiesel out of flowers. <laughs> and Bella's like, I'll make it out of, you know, tulips or something. I don't know. They were, and then they were riffing on it. Like, they were all into it. And, and it, biodiesel's frankly, like, when you're mixing some of the stuff, it's, it's toxic. It's dangerous. I didn't want them near it, but I also didn't want them to not see it. You know, that, that they, that seeing, seeing their parents do these things... Right. You know, that, um, and, and, and there was an environmental lesson that we were teaching that was a, um, uh, how do you, you know, how do you have a certain amount of autonomy in this world, like to, to make things for yourself, to be able to produce, um, things for yourself? How, how do you do that? What are, what are the recipes, mm -hmm. you know, to doing that? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it isn't so much that, that the kids, would do exactly the same things we did, but just seeing that it was an okay place to explore, right. that the world was like, the world is your oyster kind of thing, right? You can go and- What does that even mean? I don't even know. <laughs> I, maybe, I, I, the pearls, pearls come maybe, from oysters, Maybe that's right? where maybe it comes from, yeah. Ah, and you get something amazing out of it. Um, that you can, that you can play, you can play with your surroundings. Right, right. And we also brought them to Kirtan when we were traveling yes, we New did. England and leading Kirtan all over. They came with us. Yeah. <laughs> we joke and talk about how they, um, maybe we've mentioned it on the podcast before, that they were our Shakti group. You know, they're just like, and usually it was our daughters and then everybody else's daughters too. It tended to be daughters. Um just playing together and maybe they'd pop in and dance and sing a little bit and then they'd pop out and go color yeah. and then they'd go play with their toys and then, you know, whatever they did, maybe they'd run up and down the hallway like mad and get in trouble <laughs> with the people who were down the hall. Um, but they were there, like they were a part of it. Yeah, they were the Shakti group. Yeah, they were the little, they... <laughs> these little energetic bubble beings. <laughs> and, and, and it's, and it's, 
it's amazing because recently we were watching the uh, uh, Christian Das um, documentary. One track heart. One track heart. And, and Alessia was like, Alessia's like, oh my, this is my childhood. She's like, I know all these I know chants. all of and, these chants. Oh, right. I've met Krishna Das in person. <laughs> oh, right. And, and like, oh, we were everywhere. Like I, as a guy, and that's what they remember that. And, 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 you know, that doing those things and including them in it. It wasn't like mom and dad are going to be gone. You're going to be shipped off to your grandparents or something well, like that. that happened we, a few times. Yeah, sure, we did it. We did it. No, we did. Um, but it, but, but taking them with us, so they, they were, they're our responsibility to raise, mm -hmm. you know, let's include them in the things that we're doing. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's like number one. If you want to foster creativity uh, as a parent, you need to be creative. <laughs> you need to foster it for yourself. And then yeah. you have to think, how do I include the kids in this experience? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was important for us, I think is still important for us, is not to like schedule or plan that creativity. So we didn't do a lot of... Uh, classes on creativity, right? Like, I, they were in dance classes. Yes, they were. They had gymnastics. They did that. They did ballet. Did They did that thing. Um, uh, but that was, I think, it. I, like, well, Alessia <laughs> did vocal lessons for a small period of time, and she did piano lessons right. for a small period mm -hmm. of time. And I, and I always was willing to show them or work with them on, on any kind of, so they, you know, I, I like ukulele or playing mm -hmm, guitar mm -hmm, chords, or mm -hmm. playing songs on the piano, um, things like that. That, um, but, but as far as like, we're going to enroll you in this summer camp, and you're going to do this, whatever. That wasn't uh, right. Wasn't what what we did, and, um, and some of that, I I think some of that is is maybe reflective of our own childhoods in that. Um, yeah, we didn't have child. Neither one of us had parents that over scheduled us. I don't think I was scheduled at all. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and 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 I think and for my parents, the scheduling was if you want to do it, you kind of have to get yourself there. And I lived kind of in the middle of town, so it was a little easier to, for me to like walk to the school if I had mm -hmm. a basketball practice or something like that. But it, but I had to be on the if I wanted to be on right. the team. You know, I had to I had to get myself there. Right. But we were never like for me to be creative, like they had to come up with it themselves. Like that's such an important component to creativity is how are you showing up and what are you engaging with versus the pre packaged, pre plan right. project. Um and so it's not that those things aren't don't have their place, but if you are looking at a balance of uh practices, like the scheduled prepackaged project was way less than the the freeform time and the opportunity to just play. Yeah, and playing playing was really important. Um, you know, having having lots of materials was important. And materials can be anything. I mean, the kids built fairy houses for, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, for, for years. And what are the materials? Anything you can find in the yard. Yeah. You know, you didn't need... They still talk about it. Like, I think there's still, like, this impulse to build fairy houses. Yeah. So, you know, and and a box of crayons and, and, and paper. Last night, Alessia and I were coloring together on the 
sofa while we <laughs> were watching like different movies as it was snowing here in April in Vermont and um, so we were <laughs> soothing our emotional sadness with um, with coloring pictures <laughs> yeah and and she was remembering she's like oh I remember this mermaid that I colored like a million times because they used to like to go to these um, online coloring pages mm -hmm. and we would print them we went through i mean reams of paper <laughs> uh, you know and and they would uh, and and she in particular would want to color the same mermaid i can almost picture that <laughs> and i'm yeah. surprised we don't have one floating around in our collection of things right. but uh but yeah she was really remembering that and remembering like this you know that this was a really uh, a soothing thing and so you know, obviously when they're kids that these kinds of things happen all the time and then they become middle schoolers and, you know, social pressures and conformity mm -hmm. and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff starts to come in. And, um, you know, for, for a while we were doing, we, it was called homeschooling, but we, we were following a philosophy of unschooling. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, was of the unschooling <laughs> mindset where, because it's so creative that basically the students have to come up with their own project. Like, what are they interested in? And then how do you follow that and 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 pull out, well, here's how math fits into that. Here's how writing fits into that. Right. Um, and so we definitely did a lot of that. And the other thing that was always important in the years when I homeschooled, uh, not, and so, some when they were in school too, but this idea, which came from a Waldorf philosophy, that children need to have regular interaction with the five elements. So you ask yourself as a parent, well, how are they playing with water? What's their, what's their relationship with water? We had that one covered. You yeah. know, what's their relationship with earth? Are they, like, digging in the dirt? Are they playing with the dirt? Are they getting muddy, you know? Um, even, like, planting seeds. Like, how yeah. are they playing with earth? How are they playing with wind, right? And so wind is using fans or kites or bubbles, right? How are they engaging with, with wind or air and fire? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the hard one for parents is like, you want my kid to play with fire? But that would be like lighting a candle at the dinner table or starting a campfire. Yeah, and we, we have always had ways to have campfires, you know, when we lived in a house that was more downtown, we had a chimney, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the kids they they were they were little, but they loved, you know, sparklers, roasting marshmallows, mm -hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. Sticking, and then as you know, as they got older, and the sticks would go in the <laughs> fire, and they would you know wave them around, and um, you know, these weren't flaming sticks. They yeah, were just we did. Like... <laughs> yeah, we were running, running around the woods, you know, hoping to. <laughs> They weren't running around with torches, right? No, no, it wasn't any of that. We, um, <laughs> you know, and but but having that be available, fire being available, to right, them, right, that's something that they have a relationship in, in a safe directly. way, teaching them to respect it, mm -hmm. teaching them how to light a well, fire. Well, we had, we've always had wood stoves, yes, and they learned to respect <laughs> the wood stove pretty early on, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I'm not a big fan of, of things like corporal punishment or like uh, deliberately hurting people, but pain is an incredible teacher. When you've burnt yourself, you learn to stay away from it. And and both girls 
uh, had, backed had a, up a little too close <laughs> to the fire after a bath. A few yeah, times. they did just just a little bit, and yeah. uh, and that was all they needed. That was that was the lesson, and um, yeah, yeah. So and so you know we had earth, water, fire, air covered. You know the fifth element is is space. Yep. Um, and sometimes that's like singing and, and dancing and movement, you know, is one way that, that kids can interact with space. And so that's always been really important. Actually, I'm constantly thinking of, of even as an adult, like, how am I playing with the five elements? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is another way to help foster creativity um, in your children when you're a parent. Um, and we talked about, you know, not overscheduling and really just providing a lot of access you know, and, you know, when talking about access, you know, as parents, that's one level, you know, some uh, families don't have as much access, it, access, they don't have the time or the resources to engage in that. And that's, you know, I think that's why the arts are so important in public schools. It's why I think they should be more front and center. If you right. listen to previous podcast episodes where we talked about front and center, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the reasons why arts needs to be more important in the schools um, for that exact reason, because not all families are able to support and provide that access. But it doesn't cost a lot. You know, that's the thing is like you don't have to invest a lot of money to let kids splash in a tub of water. You know, why I remember Bella, when she was, oh, for a long time, you had like a, a set of wrenches and like nuts or something, mm-hmm. or the little parts that went on the, mm-hmm. on the uh, wrench. Yep. And so it was like a whole box it of different sizes. That's is what, what it was. That's called. I couldn't remember what the heck it was. <laughs> she used to take the sockets and like line them up on the table in different heights and yep. different arrangements. Yeah. Um, and and just played with patterns and design in that way. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, I, like I said, it was like a, it's a, I still have it. I still have the set. It, not all of the pieces <laughs> are there. And I don't think it's because of Isabella. I think it's because we've moved three right. times. And I've had this for, you know, well, 25 years. Right. So. But it, just like anything around the house can yeah, be. anything. Something like Silverware. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, how many pots and pans bands can we, can we have? We can have a lot. You know, the truth is, is that, is that anything can be an instrument, you know, anything can be an instrument and anything can be turned into an action figure, you know, to, or a doll, you know, it doesn't have to be like, like the intended use of the toy (laughs) is not always what we, you know, and truth is sometimes we would pick up like deliberately ambiguous things like Mm -hmm. the rainbow that fit together made out of wood that you know and they would create all kinds of things or just like a a a bag of cloth or something like we had so many forts (laughs) (laughs) made from the couch cushions yeah yeah. Uh yeah you know and 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 a and a and a simple you know a simple costume like a hat or a or a or a scarf, and suddenly you are transformed into something else. And if you if you allow for that to happen, then then that they get in touch with that 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 inner actor, that inner storyteller, that that is that is innate in all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really just providing the environment. So when I think of fostering creativity for children mm-hmm. as a parent. I'm really thinking about how's the environment they're in supporting that? Do they have access to materials? Do they right. have the space? And how much am I trying to dictate what they're doing? 
right? And that is so key. Like, they don't have to do anything in particular. I just want to see what emerges. And then the other thing I try to be careful about as a parent and, you know, even as an educator is, is what I say. Mm. You know, I don't want to say, oh, that's so beautiful. I see a blah, blah, blah. I don't want to guide that. It's I've always felt it's so much more important to say, hey, oh, tell me more about this. Yeah, like to elicit a response rather than to impose a, uh, uh, an idea onto their creativity was. Yeah, tell me more yeah, about this. That's such you a know, great phrase. What is this? Yes. Like, tell me. Tell me more. Oh my! What is that? Like you don't don't don't. <laughs> if you can remove that from your from your 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 idea of how to t how to talk about creativity, that would be really really great. Yeah. Tell me more um, is great in those. Boy, and then and then they're like, oh, somebody's interested. They want to hear more, right? Yeah. And then that tells them that they what they're doing is valuable. Yeah, and that opens a line of communication. And when you're when you're your own children know that you listen to them, that pays dividends way beyond the mm -hmm. creativity realm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when 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 things when kids are getting older and 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 it gets more, you know, the the world is a serious place. And they they trust that they can talk to you. Yeah. You know, that that's huge. Yeah, it pays back later. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and so that's, you know, I'm thinking of, okay, so that's when they're little. So as they move into older yeah. ages, you know, now we have teens. Um, I don't, you know, there's still the idea of access, mm -hmm. but it changes a little bit, I definitely think, because their play changes. Like, they're not necessarily as playful, but... You know, one thing I know that our daughters know is that we have a lot of art supplies in the house. And so if they have a school project, they're like, oh, yeah, mom probably has that. <laughs> <laughs> and But, like, but uh, you know, and Alessia was said to me last night, mom, do you have coloring books? I said, you know, I have a few things kicking around. Um, I don't have a lot of coloring books. Um, I definitely have a lot of blank paper and coloring materials, but they, she knows that we have these things. You know, we have the piano uh, up here, yep. the keyboard, and every now and then, you know, she pops up and and plays something on and, it. And, and Isabella, who, if you have seen any of like the album covers that I've released, you know, she draws all of those. And, you know, so it's it'd be like, oh, well, she obviously is, you know, she's an artist with a, you know, she can draw and she's got all this skill. Um, but what I love is that Isabella will, the, the, at school they do a thing called Giving Day. And, and, and she always creates these like sculptural things for the kids. Like she made a, she made a, a epoxy no, that was Alessia who made the epoxy knife. knife. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it, it had no idea how to do it. And but watched a YouTube video, and then we we bought this resin epoxy stuff, and she made a mold, mm -hmm. and and all and I was like, okay, I knew that this was going to be a leaking mess situation, <laughs> and so did what I could to mitigate that. But she learned so much mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. the, the about that creative process, and. And and Isabella wanted to make a trident. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. and and had this whole concept about how she was going to do it. And we've got it. I I don't think I think yeah, she I chose think, to make something else for the gift. She changed plans. Yeah, but 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 um, <laughs> but Isabella is important because actually Isabella has embraced uh, creative living. Like she, this is what she wants to do with her life. 
um, and she's an exquisite illustrator, and she wants to be a cartoon artist, ultimately. Right. Um, so writing stories and designing panels, graphic novels, right. that sort of thing, web comics. And the, so at this stage, I, f- I feel like my role as a parent is to support her. So I am certainly not the parent that would say, why do you want to pursue that as your career? You should do something safe, right? Right. Like, to me, that would be essentially like killing it. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I see my role now as a parent of teens to, if they want to pursue that path, to do everything that I can to support it. Right. And that's what I feel like we've we've done. Yeah. yeah. The, the, there's the, the idea that you should have something safe to fall back on um, is... Is it's well intended. It's well intended. It, you, I understand why you want that because you want your you want your kid to be able to pay their bills. You want them to live a comfortable life. You don't want them to be struggling, a struggling artist, a starving artist. You know, in that image that we have. Um, but there are so many ways to be in this world and be successful. And if being successful means you can pay your bills, then being an artist is absolutely a possible way to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I think this is a role that continues on into adulthood is to support the creative path um, and to, to, to bolster and to hold up and to praise that. If that's what they choose. Yep. And, 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 you know, and be on the lookout for, you know, when, when, um, you know, when she needs advice, you know, like, Hey, is I need to make an invoice, <laughs> you know, right? how do I do that? Yeah. You can look at our episode that was, uh, that'll come out called being professional <laughs> or it just came out actually just released right. Friday. We talk about those kind of ideas where you're shifting to how do I make this a living? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sometimes it, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's like, is this a gig worth chasing? Is it not, you know, what does this feed my soul? Does it, mm-hmm. you know, does it pay a bill? Does it, but both, both of our kids have said, Oh, I'd love to work for myself. So I think that's interesting that they yeah. watch us and they see these things that we do independently and they go, Oh, that's a path. Like I always think, you have to see that it's possible to even imagine that you can do it. And I, and that on the in the flip side of that coin is is both of our children have expressed how much they do not want to be teachers, um, <laughs> meaning meaning public school teacher like yeah. me. Um, and I don't I don't know I don't know that I come home and I'm always like negative, you know, about because I've I've been doing it for so long. I don't think it's so just long. you and your role. I think it's just their experience of. Yeah. Going through school, <laughs> you know, and um, and so you know, I, but it's just fascinating to me that um, mm-hmm. that 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 both of them have have been very very clear about like Alessia, I do not. She wants to go into like health sciences, so like um, kinesiology. That's yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> um, wants to go into go into that, and um, and is and and is 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 really against like becoming a. A, a, a PE teacher, a physical education teacher. She said, I don't want to do that. I want to do, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think like, that's wonderful. You know, whatever it is that they want to, they want to do, 
our, yeah, our role is to support them in that and to mm-hmm. provide that, um, you know, to provide the, that, those, the, the layers of, um, of help that we can so that they can, you know, achieve their dreams and be able to, you know, live in this world and play in it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I think we should mention for sure is we're, we're starting to, to wrap this up is, is that we also brought them to see art. Yes. We spent a lot of time going to museums, you know, and this is, I mean, there are free museums, definitely. Um, that definitely plays into, you know, access, how yes. accessible are these things to yes. to all families. But if you're able to find free museums and free arts, often in some places, especially in cities, there's art in public places, yeah. to, to go and to look at it and to talk about it. Yeah. Um, We've done a little bit of live music, not a ton. Um, yeah, it's interesting because our girls have been to a couple of like rock concerts, and I don't think that I, I know our oldest is about didn't enjoy it. Yeah, too loud. It's too loud, and um, and and classical music is scary. Yeah. Um, and so there is, um, but they've heard a lot of music. They've been exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of music and, and, um, and they've seen live musicians and they've, they've met, um, live musicians, you know, they've met musicians that are not just their dad. And, um, and so it, yeah, it, it isn't, we don't tend to go. Well, they've seen performances. They've been yeah. in performances. Right. They, you know, they, yeah, they've, they've acted, they've gone to plays, they've been in Shakespearean plays. Um, and so I feel like, I feel like when, when it was available, when we could afford it and when it was, um, and when it was something that, that, that we thought they would probably be interested in, we would take them. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes we would go and it would be something like, let's go to the Bridge of Flowers. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> you flowers know? are wonderful and, too. <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah, you have to drive there, you know, and so there's gas and you're probably going to eat somewhere or you got to bring food with you or whatever. But like, those are, those are things you can do that are, are really, uh, somebody designed that, you know? Yeah. And and it gives you a different kind of picture. Well, of you have how to design the, the gardens, is. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, and there's often been times, especially lately, where I felt like, oh, I did my job as a creative mom. <laughs> the things are circling back, um, and it's not to say I'm I'm trying to say that we're perfect parents. I don't think there is such a thing as a perfect no. parent. Lots of mess ups, and mm-hmm. uh, but. But as much as I could, I feel like we've tried to provide the support. Yeah. Yeah, to give them that, that if there was something that, they, that we could in some way support, some way give them more access to, some way um, to uh, remove a barrier to help them be able to, um, you know, to express themselves, we've made that right. possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let us know what you're doing. Uh, if you, if you have had different ways that you've been trying to bolster creativity for your kids, uh, and and maybe ways that you can see that you could do more, you know, we'd love to to hear about that. 
Yeah. So until next time, thanks for listening. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.